We can have everyone please stand. We'll open in prayer. As you're aware, that's a very long journey, and so I just ask that you would keep them in your prayers this week. As usual, we'll have three hymns that we're singing this morning. In between each hymn, we'll have a... Uh, scripture reading. And that will lead us to the most important part of any worship service, and that is the preaching of the Word of God. Not because the preacher is special, but because God is worthy to be worshipped, and it is God we a uh, desire to hear from through the preaching of his word na sio kwamba ni mhubiri ambaye ni mtu wa maana lakini jambo la maana ni kwamba lazima tumtukuze Mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu yeye ndiye ametujalia nafasi kama hii katika maisha yetu and then we'll finish with the partaking of the lord's supper na kisha tutamalizia na kushiriki katika meza ya Bwana for all of Christ's disciples who are present with us this morning. And with that, we'll ask the choir to lead us in the singing of our first hymn. Two, three, stop. 
time, if you'll remain standing, we'll have Brother Luda and Pastor Leonard come forward for the Old Testament Scripture reading. Our first reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14 through 19. Isaiah, chapter 7, from verse 14 through 19. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey at the time he knows enough to refuse evil and choose good. For before the boy will know enough Produce evil and just good, the land whose two kings you dread will be forsaken. The Lord will bring on you, on your people, and on your father's house such a days as have never come since the day that Ephraim separated from Judah, the king of Assyria. In that day, the Lord will whistle for the fly that is in the remotest part of rivers of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. They will all come and settle on the steep rivers, on the ledges of the cliffs, on all the thorns, bushes, and on all the watering places. That's the word of God. Atawapa ishaba, the summer bikila at the Tupua Mimba, at Sam Toto Manaume, Nai Atamuita Gina, Lake Emanuel, Jackina Asali at Tapula, Wakati Ajuapo, Kuyakata Mabaya, Nakuya Tapua Mema, Kwamana Kaplan Toto, Kuyo Hajachua, Kuyakata Mabaya, Nakuya Tapua Mema, Indi Ile, Ambayo Wewe, Next hymn. Okay. Okay. Which is 
For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds, and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the women and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error.
Wonderful. You may have your seat. And please allow me to pray for the Word. Our Heavenly Father, we just come before you humbly acknowledging that we are but sinners in need of your grace. And you provide that grace through your Son. He who knew no sin became, right, became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. That is what your word tells us, Lord. Give us wisdom and understanding to know that and to believe it. And Lord, how we pray that you might, through your Holy Spirit, give us power to obey your word every day for the rest of our lives. Lord, we thank you for... Uh, this people that you have gathered together by your providence this morning. And Lord, we just pray that for the next few minutes you might strip us of any uh, distraction. That you help us to focus, Lord, on the preaching of your word. Penetrate our hearts with your truth. Help us to understand and believe that which you reveal to us in your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, if you would turn with me to John chapter 16. Verse 23 to 33. For those of you who need it, we've provided the passage uh, in the Swahili in your bulletin. This is the word of the Lord. In that day, you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be made full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language. An hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but will tell you plainly of the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will request of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from the Father. I came forth from the Father, and have come into the world. I am leaving the world again, and going to the Father. His disciples said, Lo, now you are speaking plainly, and are not using a figure of speech." Now we know that you know all things and have no need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage, I have overcome the world. 
Yohana mtakatifu sura ya 16 mstari wa 23 hadi 35. Neno la Mwenyezi Mungu lanena. Tena siku ile hamtaniuliza neno lolote. Amini amini. Nawaambia mtimwomba baba neno lolote atawapa kwa jina langu. Hata sasa hamkuomba neno kwa jina langu. Ombeni nanyi mtapata furaha yenye iwe timilifu. Hayo nimesema nanyi kwa mitaji. Saa yaja ambapo sitasema nanyi tena kwa mitaji. Lakini mtawapa waziwazi habari ya baba na siku ile nitaomba kwa jina langu wala siwaambii ya kwamba mimi nitawaombea kwa baba kwa maana baba mwenyewe hawapenda kwa kuwa ninyi mmenipenda mimi nakusadiki ya kwamba mimi nalitoka kwa baba nalitoka kwa baba nami nimekuja hapo ulimwenguni tena na uache ulimwengu na kwenda kwa baba kwa baba basi wanafunzi wake wakasema tazama sasa wasema waziwazi wala huneni methali yoyote sasa tumejua ya kuwa wewe wafahamu mambo yote wala hakuna haja ya mtu akugulize kwa hiyo twasadiki ya kwamba ulitoka kwa Mungu Yesu akawajibu je unasadiki sasa tazama saa yaja na nimekwisha kuja ambapo mtatawanyika kila moja kila moja kwao kwao na kuniacha mimi peke yangu lakini mimi si peke yangu kwa kuwa baba yupo pamoja nami hayo ninawaambieni mpate kuwa na amani ndani yangu ulimwenguni mnayo dhiki lakini jipeni moyo mimi nimeushinda ulimwengu neno la Mungu amen amen our life in the world maisha yetu katika ulimwengu wetu huu as unbelievers kwa wale ambao wamekosa kumwamini Mwenyezi Mungu was a life lived by ourselves and for ourselves ni maishi maisha tumeishi jinsi sio tunapenda na kwa ajili tunajipendekeza sisi wenyewe we may try to follow god's law but we never do tunajaribu kufuata na kutii sheria ya Mwenyezi Mungu lakini mara nyingi tunaambulia kwa tupu even our best attempts to obey god in our own strength are sinful. Hata kama tukijaribu kwa njia yoyote ambayo tunaweza kwa uwezo wetu kwa nguvu zetu zote hatuwezi kutenda vile Mungu anatarajia. And we only ever try to obey God for wrong reasons. Na mara nyingi huwa tunajaribu kutii Mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu tunajitakia sisi wenyewe. Either we want something from God. Mara nyingi kuna jambo ambalo limetushinda na tunataka Mwenyezi Mungu atusaidie. Or we fear that if we don't obey him he will make us miserable. Ama pengine unaogopa kwa sababu usipomtii usipomwamini usipomcha Mwenyezi Mungu utaupata mahali ya kutisha katika maisha yako That is the life of the unbeliever Hiyo ndio maisha ambayo sisi tunaishi ambayo tumwamini Mwenyezi Mungu But the Christian life is a life of freedom Lakini yule ambaye ameka tumaini yake ndani ya Mwenyezi Mungu anaishi katika hali ya kuwa huru lived by the grace and the work of another ameishi katika neema ya mwingine kulingana na kazi ya mtu mwingine sio yake mwenyewe all that is required of us and yet we cannot do kuna jambo moja ambalo tunahitajika kufanya lakini wengi wetu tumeshindwa kulifanya has been done for us na hiyo kazi yote imetendewa katika maisha yetu kupitia kwa mtu mmoja christ left the father Kristo aliacha baba yake and came into the world. Akakuja katika ulimwengu wetu huu. Lived a perfect life under the law of God. Akaishi maisha ya kikamilifu vile Mungu alivyopenda. Gave himself as the perfect 
sacrifice to atone for our sins. Akajitolea kama dhambi kamili awe fidia kwa sababu ya dhambi zetu katika nafasi ya Mwenyezi Mungu. And three days later resurrected. Na baada ya siku tatu akafufuka. And a few days later returned to the Father. Na baada ya siku chache tena akapaa akaelekea kwa Baba. Our life now as Christians. Maisha yetu sasa kama wakristo. If we are in fact Christians. Kama ukweli wewe ni mkristo. Is a life lived by the benefits of what God has given us in Christ Jesus. Maisha ya mkristo wa ukweli inategemea faida ambayo Mwenyezi Mungu ametupitia, ametupatia kupitia kazi ya Yesu Kristo. At the heart of this salvation. Kulingana na kiini cha ile uokovu. This salvation of God from God for God. Kwa sababu hii wokovu ilitoa kwa Mungu ikatokana na kazi ya Mwenyezi Mungu na kwa ajili ya Mwenyezi Mungu. At the very heart of it all is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Kwa sababu hii kazi ya wokovu yote ilitendeka kwa sababu kiini chake ilikuwa Yesu Kristo kufufuka kutoka wafu. Remember as we look at this passage from John chapter 16 wakati tunazingatia na kuangazia hii somo ya leo katika sura ya 16 ya Yohana mtakatifu we are still in what is known as the farewell discourse of Jesus tunatoka katika ile hali ya mafundisho ya vile ambavyo Yesu Kristo alikuwa anatuaga the final instructions and encouragement that Jesus gave to his disciples before he was to be arrested and put to death on the cross. Ni ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kupatia wanafunzi wake wale mitume mafundisho na maagizo ya mwisho kabla ya Yesu Kristo kutekwa nyara na kusulubiwa msalabani. And God has preserved this discourse these words of Jesus the past 2000 years. Na Mwenyezi Mungu kupitia kwa uwezo wake ameifadhi ile maagizo ambayo Yesu Kristo alipatia wanafunzi wake zaidi ya miaka 2000. That we the disciples of Jesus Christ in the year 2021 can sit under the instruction that Jesus gave to his first disciples ili sisi ambao ni wafuasi wake katika karne ya 21 tuweze kufuata yale maagizo ambayo Yesu Kristo alipatia mitume wake zaidi ya miaka ya 2000 iliyopita and as we have seen in the previous weeks na vile ambavyo tumeangazia katika juma ambazo zimepita Jesus has been telling of the work of the Holy Spirit unaona kwamba Yesu Kristo ananena juu ya kazi ya Roho Mtakatifu katika maisha ya Mkristo which includes God's grace towards believers ambaye inaongezea ama ziada yake ni kwamba ni ile neema ya Mwenyezi Mungu katika kutenda kazi katika yule ambaye anaamini and Jesus now in our passage this morning speaks of another grace of the spirit na leo katika mafundisho tunaona kwamba Yesu Kristo anatuelezea juu ya neema nyingine ya Roho Mtakatifu that would be given to his disciples ambaye wanafunzi wake watapewa na Mwenyezi Mungu that is they would receive the light of understanding na kwamba watapata nuru ya kuweza kuelewa as would cause them to understand heavenly mysteries ambaye ingepata uwezo ya kuwezesha kuelewa ile zile siri ambazo zinapatikana kule mbinguni we just sang a very wonderful song o come o come emmanuel tumeimba tenzi bora sana ambaye ni muhimu katika kazi ya Mwenyezi Mungu ambaye inasema kwamba kuja kuja emmanuel sung from the perspective of old testament Israel before the coming of the Christ ambaye imeimbwa ikizingatia mtazamo wa agano wa kale wakitarajia Yesu Kristo kuja katika ulimwengu wetu huu and we're singing these wonderful truths in the light 
of living in a time after the Christ has in fact come. Na tunaimba hizi wimbo tukitenzi tukizingatia ukweli ya kwamba tunaangalia ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kuja kati yetu na hiyo wimbo ambayo inadhihirisha kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ameweka yote wazi. Old Testament believers knew that Emmanuel was coming the Messiah was going to come wale ambao walikuwa nasoma ile agano ya kale walikuwa naamini kwamba Mesia atakuja but their understanding was darkened lakini ile hali ya kufahamu na kuelewa ilikuwa haijapatikana these things spoken to them through the prophets sent by god were mysteries to them kwa sababu haya maneno ambayo alikuwa anaelekezwa kwao kupitia kwa manabii ilikuwa ni mambo ya kama mafumbo ama ni siri hawezi elewa bila kufunua kwa Mwenyezi Mungu and even as christ himself emmanuel had come in the flesh na hata kama Yesu Kristo alikuja kama Emmanuel ama mwokozi katika kati yetu for three years we see that much if not all of what Jesus told his disciples was still a mystery to them tukiangazia kwamba Yesu Kristo alikuja na wakati alianza huduma yake kwa zaidi ya miaka mitatu na kwamba naona kwamba watu wengi waliona kwamba yale ambayo Yesu Kristo alikuwa ananena yalikuwa kama siri ama kama mafumbo at the time they were quite ignorant unaona kwamba wakati ule walikuwa ni kama bado wako katika giza even the the smallest difficulty made them hesitate and wonder what is this man speaking hata wakati Yesu Kristo alikuwa ananena na anasema jambo ambalo ni rahisi kuelewa lakini kwao ni ngumu walikuwa wanajiuliza na yule ananena nini juu ni Mwenyezi Mungu as John Calvin pointed out bila ambapo yule msomi dini anaitwa Yohana Calvin anasema they were as children walikuwa kama watoto who are learning the alphabet ambao wanasoma ile hali ya msingi ya kujua Kiingereza who cannot read a word without pausing often ambao mara nyingi kabla wasome neno lazima wakwe na na ile hali ya kusita sita so almost every word that jesus gave them kwa hivyo katika kila ile hali kila neno ama yesu alikuwa anatamka was some sort of an offense ilikuwa ni jambo ambalo lilikuwa linaudhi katika nafasi moja au nyingine and this slowed down their progress na hiyo hali iliweza kuleta changamoto ile katika ile hali yao ya kuweza kuamini maneno ambayo Mwenyezi Mungu alikuwa ananena they often questioned Jesus nasema hivyo kwa sababu mara nyingi tunaona kwamba walikuwa nauliza Yesu Kristo maswali not understanding what he was saying what explain this to us plainly that we can understand kwa sababu mara nyingi walikuwa namwambia Yesu awaelezee kwa njia ambayo ni rahisi waweze kuelewa kwa haraka and many more times they wanted to question him even more but but they did not for whatever reason i imagine they often feared oh this man we ask him so many questions we better just keep our mouth shut pengine kuna dhana kwamba mara nyingi walikuwa wanataka kuuza maswali lakini kwa sababu ya kumuogopa kwa sababu mara nyingi walikuwa namuuza maswali mengi sana But Jesus says here that this is soon going to change. Lakini Yesu Kristo anawaahidi kwamba haya yote yatabadilika. He says in that day you will not question me about anything. Anaambia kwamba kwamba ile siku ambayo itakuja ambayo inawadia hawatakuwa na nafasi ya kuweza kuuliza swali lolote. What day was he referring to? Je, ni siku gani Yesu Kristo alikuwa ananena juu yake? Remember he had just said previously in verse 7 
Kumbuka kwamba katika mstari wa saba alikuwa amenena jambo fulani. But I tell you the truth. Anasambia kwamba alikuwa amesema nitawaambia nimewaambia ukweli. It is to your advantage that I go away. Itakuwa faida kwenu niondoke. For if I do not go away the helper will not come to you. Kwa kuwa nisipoondoka yule msaidizi hatakuja. But if I go I will send him to you. Lakini nikiondoka nitampeleka yule msaidizi aje kwenu. Jesus is talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Yesu Kristo alikuwa ananena ile hali ya kutarajia ile ile hali ya Roho Mtakatifu kuja kati yetu wakati wa Pentecoste. Which is ushered in by his resurrection and his return to the father na hii yote inawezekana wakati Yesu Kristo anafufuka kutoka kwa wafu na anapaa anaelekea kule mbinguni kwa baba yake in that day you will not question me about anything akinena zaidi akisema kwamba ile siku ambayo inakuja hautaniuliza swali lolote that is what jesus says na hayo ni maneno ambayo Yesu Kristo ananena after being enlightened by the holy spirit katika ile hali ya kupata hekima kupitia kwa roho mtakatifu The disciples of Jesus will no longer have anything preventing them from understanding more and more the wisdom of God. Ya kwamba Yesu Kristo kupitia kazi ya Roho Mtakatifu itawezesha wale wanafunzi wake kuweza kupata kwa wepesi wa kuelewa mafundisho yote anakuwa na ujasiri katika kunena neno la Mwenyezi Mungu. It is not that they will stop asking Christ. Sio kwamba wataacha kuuliza Yesu Kristo maswali. But this is a comparison between their condition before for the outpouring of the holy spirit and after lakini hii hali inaletwa kwa sababu nataka kuona tofauti kati ya hao au wanafunzi wa Yesu Kristo kabla Yesu Roho Mtakatifu kuja kati yao na baada ya Roho Mtakatifu kuja katika ulimwengu Jesus is talking about the prophecy of Jeremiah fulfilled Yesu Kristo ananena juu ya yale mafundisho ya nabii Yeremia ambaye alianena hapo kale na saa hizi imekuja kutimizwa. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 34. Kitabu cha Yeremia sura ya 31 mstari wa 34. They will not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother saying know the Lord for they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them declares the lord for i will forgive their iniquity and their sin i will remember no more wala hawatamfundisha kila mtu jirani yake 34 wala hawatamfundisha kila mtu jirani yake na kila mtu ndugu yake wakisema mjue bwana kwa maana watanijua wote tangu mtu aliye mdogo miongoni mwao hata aliye mkubwa miongoni mwao asema bwana maana nitausamee uovu wao wala dhambi yao sitaikumbuka tena in the new covenant katika agano jipya christ enlightens the minds of his elect Mwenyezi Mungu ama Yesu Kristo anafunua akili ya wale ambao wamechagua through the spirit kupitia kazi ya Roho Mtakatifu. And what a change we see in the apostles. Na kwamba hii inaleta tofauti kubwa sana mabadiliko mengi sana katika nafasi ya mitume. From who they were during those three years of Jesus's earthly ministry. Kwa sababu tunaona kwamba Yesu Kristo akifanya huduma yake katika miaka mitatu katika ulimwengu wetu huu walikuwa tofauti sana hawakuwa na ujasiri. And the cowardice that they showed when Jesus was arrested 
and put to death on the cross. Kumbuka ile wakati Yesu Kristo aliweza kutekwa nyara na kuweka korokoroni walionyesha hali ya uoga walikosa kuwa wajasiri. Compared to who they were at Pentecost. Lakini sasa ona tofauti wakati wa Pentecosti wakati Roho Mtakatifu inajazwa katika mioyo yao. And after the outpouring of the Spirit. Na baada ile kazi ya Roho Mtakatifu kuwezeshwa katika maisha yao. Upon that outpouring of the Spirit, they suddenly became bold and committed to the cause of the kingdom of Christ unto death wakati roho mtakatifu iliwezesha kazi ya Mwenyezi Mungu ndani yao walijazwa na ujasiri na ukakamavu na wakaweza kutenda kazi ya Mwenyezi Mungu wakajitolea hata hata ikafika kiwango ya kufa Every one of those men that Jesus was talking to in this passage. Kila mmoja wa mitume ambao Yesu Kristo alikuwa anaenea nao katika maandiko matakatifu. These men who scattered to their own homes. Kumbuka kwamba wakati Yesu Kristo alitekwa nyara wote walitawanyika wakamwacha Yesu Kristo peke yake. Even Peter who denied even knowing Jesus. Nuna kwamba Petero aliweza kumkataa Yesu Kristo alisema kwamba hamfahamu hamjui. Out of fear, out of cowardice, out of a desire to save themselves. Kwa sababu alikuwa anajifikiria yeye mwenyewe, alikuwa anataka kujiokoa maisha yake. Yeye ni mtu ambaye alikuwa anajipendekeza, anajifurahisha yeye mwenyewe. Every one of those men eventually died for their faith. Kumbuka kwamba wote hao mitume 11 baadaye wakakuwa 12, wote walikufa kifo kwa sababu ya imani yao. What changed? Ni kitu gani kilibadilika katika maisha yao? What empowered them? Ni kitu gani kiliwawezesha kiliwahimiza kikawapatia nguvu? They were in the presence of Emmanuel God with us and they did not have this courage. Walikuwa pamoja na Emmanuel, walikuwa pamoja na Mungu pamoja nasi lakini hawakuwa na ile ujasiri. They did not have the boldness to stand for their faith. Hawakuwa na ile ukamkakamavu ya kusimamia ile imani yao. Even Peter who told Jesus if they kill you they'll have to kill me too. Hata yule mtume Petero ambaye kila saa alikuwa anajitokeza akisema kwamba kabla mwe Yesu watamwangamiza yeye. But when the time came lakini wakati ulipoadia uh, young girls asking or accusing Peter of knowing Jesus and what does he say? Oh no, I don't know that man. Kumbuka kwamba yule msichana alipomwelekea alijelekeza kwa Petero akamuuliza kwamba wewe unatembea kama Yesu unaongea kama Yesu umevaa kama Yesu Petero akaweza kumkana But that same Peter and those other disciples na tunaona kwamba Petero na wale mitume wengine wote later they die waliweza kufa wote unwilling to deny Jesus. Hawakuwa tayari kumkana Yesu Kristo. Walikuwa tayari kufa kwa sababu ya imani, kwa sababu kazi ya Yesu Kristo katika maisha yao. Boldly preaching the truth of God and his son. Walikuwa na ile hali ya ukakamavu na ujasiri ya kunena juu ya Mwenyezi Mungu na mwanao pekee ambaye ni Yesu Kristo. What changed? Kuna kitu gani kilibadilisha maisha yao? Jesus died. Jesus was resurrected. Jesus returned to the Father and ushered in the outpouring of the spirit of God. Yesu Kristo alikufa msalabani akafufuka akapaa akaelekea mbinguni na akatuma yule msaidizi akuja akapeleka kazi ya Yesu ndani ya wengine. I want us to see from this passage four important truths about the resurrection of Jesus that was about to come. Tunataka kuona katika mafundisho ya leo mambo muhimu nne ambaye inaelekeza vile ambapo Yesu Kristo alifufuka kutoka kwa wafu. Verse 23 and 24. Tunaangazia mstari wa 23 na 
Jesus tells us that the resurrection gives us access into God's very presence. Naambiwa na Yesu Kristo ya kwamba ile hali ya kufufuka kwa Yesu Kristo inatupatia nafasi ya kuweza kusimama mbele ya kiti cha enzi. If you ask the Father for anything in my name. Tena siku ile hamtaniuliza neno lolote. Amini amini naambia nimkimwomba baba neno lolote atawapa kwa jina langu. After the resurrection of Christ. Baada ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka, his disciples will have it in their power to freely draw from the fountain of God's wisdom. Tunaambiwa kwamba baada ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka kutoka kwa wafu, mitume wake watakuwa uhuru na kuweza kupata nafasi ya kupata ile The resurrection gives the believer access into the presence of God. It is no longer for the priest to approach God for his people na sio lazima kwamba tukue na kuhani awe kati yetu awe mpatanishi kati yetu sisi na Yesu Kristo ama Mwenyezi Mungu Moses no longer speaks to God on our behalf a better Moses has come Kumbuka kwamba Musa ndiye alikuwa anafanya hiyo kazi hapo awali lakini baada ya Yesu Kristo Yesu ni bora kuliko Yesu Moses na Musa ama Yesu ni bora kuliko mitume manabii wote kwa hivyo kazi ambayo Yesu anafanya ni ya kuhani mkuu And because this better Moses died for the sins of his people resurrected went to the father and sent the spirit tunaomba kwamba Yesu Kristo ni dhabihu kamili alikuja kaishi kimaisha kikamilifu na kwa hivyo yeye ndiye alikuwa dhabihu na kwa hivyo yeye ndiye daraja pekee na njia pekee ya kuweza kufika kwa Mwenyezi Mungu the people of god now have direct access to the father kwa sababu sheria ya Mwenyezi Mungu imeandikwa moyoni mwako na uko na uwezo wa kuasiliana na Mwenyezi Mungu moja kwa moja to ask whatever we will in the name of jesus na unajua unaweza muomba Mwenyezi Mungu lolote Jesus Christ being fully God is our mediator and no one else. Yesu Kristo akiwa Mungu mkamilifu Mungu mwenye enzi yeye ndio njia ya kupatanishi kati ya sisi na Mwenyezi Mungu. And notice this is not for those who are lazy and inactive in their faith. Kumbuka kwamba ukiangazia hii mistari inazihimiza ni wale watu ambao wako na bidii katika kumtafuta Mwenyezi Mungu. But Christians are to be earnestly seeking the grace which is offered. Kwamba wale ambao ni wakristu kila mara na kila wakati wako katika hali ya kumtafuta Mwenyezi Mungu kupitia kwa neema yake. Jesus says if you ask. Yesu Kristo anasema kwamba ukimwomba baba. James chapter 4 verse 2 and 3. Kitabu cha Yakobo sura ya 4 mstari wa 2:23 You lust and do not have so you commit murder You are envious and cannot obtain so you fight and quarrel You do not have because you do not ask You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures Mwatamani wala hamna kitu. Mwaua na kuona uivu wala hamwezi kupata. Mwafanya vitu vita na kupigana wala hamna kitu. Kwa kuwa hamuombi. Hata mwaomba wala hampati kwa sababu mwaomba vibaya ili mvitumie kwa tamaa zenu. 
Listen very well, believers and unbelievers. I imagine we have both present with us this morning. God did not create you so that he can fulfill the wicked desires of your heart. Mwenyezi Mungu hakukuumba wewe kwa sababu ya tamaa zako wewe mwenyewe. Mwenyezi Mungu alikuumba kwa sababu alikupenda na anatarajia mema ndani yako. You ask and you do not receive. Unaomba lakini haupati. Je, jiulize ni kwa nini? Because you ask with wrong motives. Jambo kubwa ni kwamba unaomba na nia mbaya katika maisha yako. You want to spend whatever God might give you on your own pleasures. Unatarajia kwamba yule Mungu anakupatia utumie kwa njia ya kunyanyasa wengine na kuumiza wengine. Jesus says if you ask the Father for anything in my name. Kwamba Yesu Kristo anasema kwamba ukimwomba Baba kwa jina langu utapewa. If you ask anything of the Father coming as a representative of Jesus or rather Jesus as a representative of you tunaona kwamba ukimwomba baba kama vile ambavyo Yesu Kristo alikuwa anawakilisha baba ukimwomba kulingana na mapenzi ya Mwenyezi Mungu Mwenyezi Mungu atatimiza lakini ukimwomba kwa sababu na tamaa zako Mwenyezi Mungu hatasikia ombi lako meaning you don't go to God trying to change God's will to your will Inamaanisha kwamba usiende kwa Mwenyezi Mungu kidhania kwamba utabadilisha maksudi yake lengo lake. Rather you go to God asking him to change your will to his. Lazima mnilie Mwenyezi Mungu unyenyekee mbele yake akubadilishe wewe uelekee kwa njia ambayo ingempendeza yeye. And anything that you ask according to the will of God he will surely give it. Kumbuka kwamba ukimwomba Mwenyezi Mungu jinsi yeye angependa kulingana na majaliwa yake atatimiza. What a wonderful truth. Na hiyo ni ukweli imewekwa wazi na Mwenyezi Mungu. All of our weavers can come to an end. Ili ahali ya kila mmoja wetu kuwa na uwivu na chuki itakoma. Because we can accept that whatever we don't have It is better we don't have it because God has not given it. Kwa sababu tunatakuwa na uwezo wa kukubali ya kwamba ile ambayo imekosekana katika maisha yetu ni kwa sababu Mungu hangependa kukupatia. And we can instead focus on giving God glory for that which we do have. Na badala yake tuweze kuzingatia kumtukuza Mwenyezi Mungu kwa yale machache ama yale mengi ambayo ametupatia katika maisha yetu. That is Christian freedom. Na hiyo ndio ile hali ya kusema kwamba The resurrection of Christ brings us into the very presence of God. Ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka kati ya wafu inatupatia uwezo na uhuru wa kuona pamoja na Mwenyezi Mungu. Second verse 25 through 27. Sehemu ya pili mstari wa 25 hadi 27. The resurrection reveals much about the Father. Na kwamba ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka inaletea ufunuo juu ya Mwenyezi Mungu. Verse 25 Jesus tells us that the resurrection will reveal the Father plainly. Ya kwamba katika mstari wa 25 Yesu anaanena akituambia kwamba ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka itatufanya kuweka mambo wazi haitakuwa katika hali ya mafumbo. The resurrection shows and declares God's nature. Ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka inatupatia asili ya Mwenyezi Mungu. The resurrection declares God's nature of compassion. Inatangaza ile hali ya Yesu Mwenyezi Mungu kuwa pamoja nasi, kuwa mtu ambaye anatujali maslahi yetu. Of caring for the welfare of those who are gripped by sin and death. 
ya kuonesha kwamba kwa Mwenyezi Mungu anajali wale ambao wanakaa katika dhambi na katika mauti kwa sababu yeye ndiye alitumba sisi sote. Believers, we must see this truth in the resurrection that God sent his only begotten son into the world. Tunaona kwamba wale ambao wanaamini, wale ambao wanamtia Mwenyezi Mungu ajue kwamba Yesu Kristo alitumwa na baba yake aje katika kati yetu ili afe msalabani ili tuweze kuokolewa. To live the life we are supposed to live. Tuweze kuishi maisha ambayo ingempendeza yeye. And then to die the death under the wrath and condemnation of God that we deserve to die. Na tuweze kufa kifo ambacho tunastahili kwa sababu sisi ni watenda dhambi. Christ did this because of God's nature of compassion. Yesu Kristo alikuwa mfano kwetu akatenda haya akafa msalabani kwa sababu ili hali ya Mwenyezi Mungu kuwa na majaliwa juu yetu. God cares about those of us among mankind who are gripped by sin and death. Na Mungu anadhihirisha anaweka wazi ya kwamba anajali wale watu ambao wameshikamana wame na ile hali ya kutenda dhambi katika maisha yao. The resurrection also shows and declares God's nature of salvation. Na pia ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka inaonesha asili ya Mwenyezi Mungu katika nafasi of uh, it declares God's nature of salvation. Na inaonesha inaweka wazi inakutangaza asili ya Mwenyezi Mungu katika uokovu. The salvation of God. Ile uokovu wa Mwenyezi Mungu. Delivering men, women, children from the fear and bondage of sin and death. Na hiyo hali ya uokovu ambayo inatokana na Mwenyezi Mungu ambaye inaondoa nafasi ya uoga, nafasi ya kufa, nafasi ya kutenda dhambi katika binadamu kwa mfano mwanamke, mwanaume na mtoto ili waokolewe na waweze kuwa na uzima wa milele. This is what the resurrection of Christ reveals to us about the nature of God. Hiyo ndio maana ya ufufuo wa Yesu Kristo katika wafu ambaye amefunuliwa kwetu kupitia ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka. This God of salvation who provides salvation to all those who believe ambaye Yesu Kristo ametimiza haya na akafanya hakikisha kwamba Yesu Kristo anapatia ile uokovu wote ambao wanaamini it also reveals the nature of god's power na pia inaonesha asili ya uwezo wa Mwenyezi Mungu god's omnipotence he is all powerful ya kwamba tujue kwamba Mungu ambaye ana uwezo wote he is able to plan redemption for his people and he's also able to carry it out exactly as he said he would ya kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ana uwezo wa kupanga ile hali ya ukombozi katika kati ya watu wake na anahakikisha kwamba inatendeka vile ambavyo yeye alipanga And God does this by overruling all and by raising the dead. Na Mwenyezi Mungu anawezesha haya yote kutendeka kwa sababu anahakikisha kwamba yeye ndiye anatawala, yeye ndiye ana mamlaka na anaweza kufua wale ambao wamekufa. This is not one God out of many, one God that is powerful while other gods may be less powerful. This is one God of the universe who has all power to do all his holy will. Tukisema kwamba ni Mungu mwenye uwezo, hakuna miungu mingine. Mwenyezi Mungu ni mmoja ni mwenye enzi ndiye anatawala ni mfalme wa wafalme. The resurrection also reveals God's nature of life. Na katika hiyo hali nyingine inafunua vile ambavyo Yesu Mwenyezi Mungu ana uzima wa milele. God possesses life itself Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye anahifadhi uzima ama uhai wote And God is able to infuse life into the dead 
Kumbuka kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye anaweza kufufua wafu. Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye ana uhai, yeye ndiye ana uzima. God is able to raise the physically dead back to life. Kwa wale ambao wamekufa kimwili, Mwenyezi Mungu anaweza kupatia uhai tena. And even more important to us, God is able to raise the spiritually dead to life. Na zaidi kitu ya maana ni zaidi ni kwamba wale ambao wamekufa kiroho, Mwenyezi Mungu anaweza kwa sababu Mungu mwenyewe ni roho. God also reveals to us in the resurrection his nature of justice. Na kwamba Yesu Mwenyezi Mungu anatirisha wazi anaweka wazi ile hali yake ya kuwa kutenda haki katika ufufuko wa Yesu Kristo. God did not allow the one who was sinless and perfect. Kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu hakuweza kupatia nafasi yule ambaye ame, ame, ameishi kikamilifu hana dhambi to be held by death aweze kukabiliwa na kuwekwa kutekwa nyara na kifo when we die for our sins we stay dead kumbuka kwamba sisi ambao ni watenda dhambi mshahara wetu ni kifo wakati tunakufa huwa tunabaki maiti ama hali katika hali ya mauti physically we remain dead and for eternity our soul lives forever under the condemnation and wrath of god in hell Mili yetu huwa inakufa milele na milele lakini roho yako inaenda kukaa mahali pengine ikingojea siku ambayo Yesu Kristo aliahidi atakuja kuhukumu eh, walio hai na walio waliokufa But in the resurrection we see the justice of God in that he did not leave the one who was in fact sinless and perfect he did not leave him dead Kumbuka katika ufufuko wa Yesu Kristo Mwenyezi Mungu anadhihirisha anaweka wazi ya kwamba yule yote ambaye anamwamini yule ambaye anamtii atamfufua kutoka wafu na atakuwa na uzima wa milele. The resurrection also reveals to us the nature of God's omniscience. Na tunaona kwamba katika nafasi nyingine inatuonesha vile ambavyo Mwenyezi Mungu anapatikana kila mahali na kila wakati. Meaning that God knows everything. Na kwa hiyo katika hiyo hali anajua yote. And knowing the terrible injustice committed by wicked men against the innocent son of God. Ya kwamba anajua ile hali ya ambayo ya ukaidi ya uhaini ambayo Yesu Kristo alitendewa na binadamu katika And God in his omniscience knew how to solve and work the whole thing out for the good of salvation. Na kwa sababu Mwenyezi Mungu alikuwa anajua yote, anafahamu yote, alijua vile ambavyo atapata suluhisho ili mpango wake uweze kutimika. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. Kitabu cha waraka wa kwanza wa Petero sura ya kwanza mstari wa 3 na 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you kwa kuwa uwezo wake wa uungu umetukirimia vitu vyote vipasavyo uzima na utaua kwa kumjua yeye alitutuita kwa utukufu wake na wema wake mwenyewe tena kwa hayo ametukirimia ahadi kubwa mno za thamani ili kwamba kwa hizo mpate kuwa washirika wa tabia ya Mungu mkiokolewa na uharibifu uliomo duniani kwa sababu ya tamaa The resurrection shows that God the Father loves the believer. 
ile hali ya ufufuko wa Yesu Kristo kutoka kwa wafu inadhihirisha wapo wazi kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu anapenda yule ambaye anamcha. And Jesus tells us that he would not have to beg the father to receive and hear the believer. Na Yesu Kristo anahimiza kwamba sio lazima atamlilia ama atambembeleza Mwenyezi Mungu ili aweze kupata na kumsikiza yule ambaye anamwamini. Rather the father loves the believer. Yesu Kristo anatuambia kwamba kama ulimpenda Yesu Kristo baba pia naye atakupenda wewe. Jesus tells us that the father loves the believer because first verse 27 the believer loves Jesus. Tunaambiwa katika mstari wa 27 ya kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu atampenda yule ambaye anamcha Yesu Kristo kwa sababu yule ambaye anamcha Yesu Kristo alimpenda Yesu Kristo. This reminds us of John chapter 14 verse 23. Na hii inatukumbusha kitabu cha Yohana mtakatifu sura ya 14 mstari wa 23 where we read Jesus answered and said to him if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Ya kwamba Yesu Kristo alinena akisema kwamba yule yote ambaye analipenda atazishika amri zangu na kwa hivyo mimi na baba tutakuja kwao na kufanya makao kwake. The father loves the believer because the believer loves Jesus. Ya kwamba baba anampenda yule ambaye anamcha kwa sababu yule ambaye anamcha anampenda Yesu Kristo. And second, Jesus tells us that God the Father loves the believer because he believes that Jesus came forth from the Father. Ya kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu anampenda yule ambaye anamcha kwa sababu yule yule ambaye anamcha anaamini kwamba Yesu Kristo alitoka kwake ambaye alitoka kwa Baba. That's the end of verse 27. Na hiyo ndio mwisho wa mstari wa 27. It is because of Jesus that the Father receives and hears the believer. Tunaambiwa kwamba Yesu Kristo ndio njia pekee kwa sababu kwa hivyo kupitia kwa Yesu Kristo Mwenyezi Mungu anaweza kusikia na anaweza kupokea sisi. God is not distant from us it doesn't matter what we feel kumbuka kama mwenyezi mungu hayuko mbali na sisi haijali unahisi nini we have access to the father because jesus atoned for our sins tuko na tuko karibu na tuko na njia ya kuwa karibu na mwenyezi mungu kwa sababu yesu kristu alikuja akafa msalabani kwa niaba yetu through his sacrifice on the cross kwa sababu ya dhabihu yake kamili ambayo ilitendeka msalabani and the father shows that his sacrifice was accepted in the resurrection na zaidi na hayo mwenyezi mungu anahimiza na anaonyesha kwamba dhabihu kamili ambayo ni yesu kristu ilipata kibali mbele ya mwenyezi mungu if there is no acceptance of the death of Christ on the cross paying for the penalty of sins for all those who believe kama hakuwe kuwa na kibali ya kwamba Yesu Kristo alikufa msalabani kwa niaba ya dhambi zetu if god does not accept that then there is no resurrection na kama Mwenyezi Mungu hangepatia kibali ili ili hali ya Yesu Kristo kukufa msalabani Yesu Kristo hangeweza kufufuka kutoka kwa wafu the unbeliever cannot know or understand these things In our unbelief we are weak and we are ignorant. And the doctrines of God appear to us very confusing. We cannot understand. 
Our wickedness darkens our minds and we do not understand the things of God. But even when God gives us a new heart so that we understand our sinfulness and we understand our need for Jesus as our Savior even then our understanding is not yet clear the disciples were believers and yet at first it's like the disciples uh, who were complaining that Jesus spoke to them in ways that were confusing and hard to understand it's like their understanding was still clouded it was still darkened God permits us for a time even we who are believers God permits us to be ignorant of his truth. In order to humble us. By a conviction of our own lack of knowledge and understanding. I've been attending seminary for many, many years. And one thing that I have found to be true is that the more I read and the more I learn about what theologians and other pastors have to say about God, the more I realize how little I actually know. And it is God who is teaching me as I work hard to read his word and study his word God is faithful to enlighten the minds of believers in order to make progress as we listen to the word of God preached and as we study the word of God for ourselves God by his grace makes himself known to us through his word Jesus says he will tell you plainly of the father his death and his resurrection and sending the holy spirit is all for this purpose that is to lead us to god 
Many people say they cannot believe in a God that they cannot see. Wengi wetu tunaamini kwamba hatuwezi muamini Mwenyezi Mungu ambaye hatumuoni. They want God to reveal himself to them according to their own wicked desires. Wanalazimisha Mungu ajifunue kwao kulingana na nafsi zao tamazao wenyewe. Their minds are darkened and they have no understanding. Ni watu ambao wamepoteza mwelekeo, hawana ufahamu, hawaelewi Mwenyezi Mungu anahitaji nini katika maisha yao. And they want God to behave as a human being according to human desires. Wanataka kumlazimisha Mungu abadilishe nia yake, maksudi yake, afikirie and they have no understanding that God is infinitely better than human beings. Na wamekosa fahamu ya kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ni wa milele na haizibadilika ni mwenye enzi. God knows what is best. We do not know what is best. Kumbuka kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye alitumba na mpango wake juu ya maisha yetu ilikuwa bora. Kwa hivyo sisi hatujui lolote ambalo husikana na mambo mema katika maisha yetu. But there is a day coming whereby God will reveal himself to the wicked for all eternity in hell. Lakini Mungu ametuahidi kwamba kuna siku ambayo inakuja ambayo Mwenyezi Mungu atajifunua kwetu wote sisi wote wale ambao wanamwamini wale wamekosa kuamwamini na itakuwa ni hali ya milele na milele. One day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Ya kwamba kuna siku kwamba kila goti litapigwa na kila mtu atakiri kwamba Yesu Kristo ni Mwenyezi Mungu. But for the wicked it will be too late. Lakini kwa wale ambao wanatenda maovu wanaishi katika nafasi yao wenyewe itakuwa watajuta. They demand proof according to their wicked hearts. Hao kila mara kwa sababu hiyo yao miovu wanafikiri wanataka ushuhuda ama ushahidi ya kuonesha kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu yuko hai. Instead of just accepting the proof which is all around them lakini mwenyezi Mungu ameweka wazi kupitia viumbe vyake ya kwamba yeye ndiye alitumba na mamlaka yote iko juu yake they live in god's world and yet deny that god even it exists wengi wanaishi katika ulimwengu wa mwenyezi Mungu lakini mara nyingi wanamkana mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu hawafahamu wamekaa katika giza i can't think of anything more foolish than that Hakuna kitu kingine ambacho kinafanya wakwao wajinga ama wapumbavu kwa sababu yote imewekwa wazi. But for those who by God's grace have been given the gift of faith. Lakini kwa wale kupitia na neema ya Mwenyezi Mungu wamepata kipaji cha imani. We are also given the gift of understanding. Zaidi nimepewa kipaji cha kuelewa, kufahamu. When we hear the gospel preached, we hear the shepherd's voice and we know these things are true. Wakati tunasikiza injili, wakati tunasikiza mafundisho, tunasikia sauti ya mchungaji na tunajua kwamba imetoka kwa Mwenyezi Mungu. Even the smallest understanding of the doctrine of the gospel. Ile nafasi hata kujua kitu kidogo ama kitu kitu ambacho sio nyingi sana kuliko kulingana na injili ya Mwenyezi Mungu. It is enough. Ni kitu ambayo kinatosha. It is enough to give the believer energy and a desire to learn more of the things of God. Ni kitu ambacho kipokea kama wewe ni muumini inakupatia nishati, inakupatia moyo, inakupatia ari ya kuweza kuishi na kwa sababu Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye ana uwezo. I hope I won't promise but I hope to make these last two points short. Hata hata ahidi lakini atajaribu kufupisha zile vidokezo viwili vya mwisho. The third thing the resurrection proves Jesus's claim to be the messiah. Ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka kutoka kwa wafu inaonesha ni ushuhuda ya kwamba Yesu Kristo ni Mesia. Verse 28. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. 
Nalitoka kwa baba nami nimekuja hapo ulimwenguni tena na uache ulimwengu na kwenda kwa baba In one statement Jesus tells the plan of salvation Katika sentensi moja Yesu Kristo anaweza kueleza mpango wa kuombozi ama wokovu wa Mwenyezi Mungu John 7:29 says this Yohana sura ya saba mstari wa 29 I know him this is Jesus speaking of God the Father I know him because I am from him and he sent me Yesu Kristo ananena juu ya baba ama Mwenyezi Mungu anasema hivi Mimi namjua kwa kuwa nimetoka kwake naye ndiye aliyenituma John chapter 8 verse 42 Yohana sura ya 8 mstari wa 42 Jesus said to them If God were your father you would love me for I proceeded forth and have come from God for I have not even come on my own initiative but he sent me Yesu akawaambia kama Mungu angekuwa baba yenu mngenipenda mimi kwa maana nalitoka kwa Mungu nami nimekuja wala sikuja kwa nafsi yangu bali yeye ndiye alinituma John 10:36 Yohana mtakatifu sura ya 10 mstari wa 36 Do you say of him who the father sanctified and sent into the world you are blaspheming because I said I am the son of God Je, yeye ambaye baba alimtakasa akamtuma ulimwenguni ninyi namwambia unakufuru kwa sababu nalisema mimi ni mwana wa Mungu. And John 17 verse 21. Yohana mtakatifu sura ya 17 mstari wa 21. Jesus speaking of all believers. Yesu Kristo akinena kwa wale wote ambao wanamwamini says to God the Father that they may all be one even as you Father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me Yesu anazungumzia juu ya baba yake anasema hivi wote wawe na mmoja kama wewe baba ulivyo ndani yangu nami ndani yako hao nao wawe ndani yetu ili ulimwengu upate kusadiki ya kwamba wewe ndiye ulinituma And what about the next part I am leaving the world again and going to the father John 14:28 You heard that I said to you I go away and I will come to you if you love me you would have rejoiced because I go to the father for the father is greater than I Mlisikia kwamba mimi nalimwambia naenda zangu tena na haja tukeni kama mungalinipenda mungalinifurahi kwa sababu naenda kwa baba kwa maana baba ni mkuu kuliko mimi John 16:16 Yohana mtakatifu sura ya 16 mstari wa 16 A little while and you will no longer see me and again a little while and you will see me Bado kitambo kidogo nanyi hamnioni na tena bado kitambo kidogo nanyi nitaniona John 17:11 I am no longer in the world and yet they themselves are in the world and I come to you holy father keep them in your name the name which you have given me that they may be one even as we are wala mimi simo tena ulimwenguni lakini hawa wangu ulimwenguni 
nami naja kwako baba mtakatifu kwa jina lako ulilonipa uwalinde hawa ili wawe na umoja kama sisi tulivyo just see this wonderful incredible claim of Jesus Christ haya ni mambo ambayo yanatangaza ya Yesu Kristo ambaye ni ajabu juu ya uhusiano kati ya yeye na Mwenyezi Mungu he came from the father and he's returning to the father alitoka kwa baba na anarudi kwa baba Romans chapter 1 verse 4 Kitabu cha Warumi sura ya kwanza mstari wa 4 Who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness Jesus Christ our Lord Warumi sura ya kwanza mstari wa 4 na kudhihirishwa kwa uwezo kuwa mwana wa Mungu kwa jinsi ya roho ya utakatifu kwa ufufuo wa wafu Yesu Kristo bwana wetu The resurrection proves that Jesus is the Messiah. Ya kwamba ufufuo wa Yesu Kristo kutoka kwa wafu inadhihirisha inaweka wazi ya kwamba Yesu Kristo ndio Mesia. He is the one who comes from the Father. Ni yeye ambaye alipelekwa na Baba, alitoka kwa Baba Mwenyezi Mungu. And he is the one and the only one who is able to reconcile sinners to the father ni yeye peke yake hakuna mwingine ila yeye ambaye anaweza anaweza kumpatanishi kati ya sisi na Mwenyezi Mungu it is jesus who makes the father known to the believer ni yesu kristo peke yake anadhihirisha yule ambaye anaamini kwa Mwenyezi Mungu my final point this morning jambo kidogezo cha mwisho siku ya leo the resurrection makes available true peace ile hali ya ufufuko wa Yesu Kristo kutoka kwa wafu inaleta amani ya ukweli. There is absolutely no peace apart from the resurrection. Kumbuka kwamba amani inatokana na Mungu. Amani inatokana na kazi ya Yesu Kristo. Ufufuo wake unadhihirisha amani. The world can only give trials and tribulations. Kumbuka kwamba katika ulimwengu huu kumejaa dhiki na majaribio. No matter who the person is, trials and tribulations come. Hata kama uwe tajiri, uwe unabona afya bora, kuna kila kitu ambacho kinaenda sawa katika kulingana na mtazamo wa ulimwengu, kuna dhiki na ile hali ya mapito katika maisha yako. This is the way of the world. Hiyo ndio njia ya ulimwengu. I don't care how rich you are, how powerful you are, how famous you are. Hata uwe na umaarufu aina gani, uwe tajiri aina gani, uwe na afya bora aina gani. You will have trials and tribulations in this world. Utakuwa na hali ya majaribio na dhiki katika maisha yako. There is difficulty. Kuna wakati mwingi kuna hali ngumu katika maisha yako. There is drama. Kuna hali ya vitu mingi na hali nyingi ambayo huelewi katika maisha yako. There is heartache. Kuna mara nyingi ambayo unapata msiba. No human being can avoid this. Hakuna kati yetu anaweza kukana na hali kama hiyo. Therefore whatever little peace comes to this world it never lasts. Kwa hivyo hii inadhihirisha wazi kwamba ile amani yote ambayo unapata katika ulimwengu huu huwa haidumu. We may have peace for a moment. Pengine utakuwa na hali ya utulivu kwa muda tu mfupi. But every one of us knows trouble is coming. Lakini kila mmoja wetu anajua kwa sababu ya hali yetu shida zinakuja. The peace we experience in the world does not last. Kumbuka kwamba ile hali ya kuwa na utulivu na amani katika maisha yako ni ya muda peke yake. It is only peace in Jesus Christ that is lasting. Amani ambayo inapatikana ambayo inadumu inapatikana ndani ya Yesu Kristo peke yake. The peace of Jesus is an overcoming peace. 
ile amani ambayo inapatikana kwa Yesu Kristo ni ya ushindi in this world katika ulimwengu wetu huu when we do face trials and tribulations wakati unakumbana na hali ya majaribio na mapito kama dhiki katika maisha yako we can have the peace of Christ even during the trial utakuwa na utulivu kwa sababu ile amani inatokana na kazi ya Yesu Kristo katika maisha yako and this peace of Jesus comes only through his resurrection na hii amani mwe inapatikana kwa ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kuweza kutufuka na kushinda wa For it is in the resurrection that Jesus has victory over sin and death. Ya kwamba ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka anayempatia ushindi juu ya ile mauti na ile hali ya kutenda dhambi ulimwenguni. And therefore Jesus is able to give us peace. Na kwa hivyo Yesu Kristo ana uwezo wa kutupatia amani. Acts 2:24. Kitabu cha matendo ya mitume sura ya pili mstari wa 24. But God raised him up again putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power acts 2:24 ambaye Mungu alimfufua akimfungua uchungu wa mauti kwa sababu haikuwezekana asikashikwe nao 1 Corinthians 15:3 and 4 wa Korinto wa kwanza wa Korinto sura ya 15 mstari wa 34 For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures Kwa maana naliwatokea naliwatolea ninyi hapo mwanzo yale niliyoyapokea mimi mwenyewe kuwa Kristo alikufa kwa ajili ya dhambi zetu kama yanenavyo maandiko na yakuwa alizikwa na yakuwa alifufuka siku ya tatu kama yanenavyo maandiko 1 Peter 1:3 and 4 Petero wa kwanza sura ya kwanza mstari wa 3 na 4 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to attain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you. Ahimidiwe Mungu Baba wa Mbwana wetu Yesu Kristo ambaye kwa rehema zake nyingi alituzaa mara ya pili ili tupate tumaini lenye uzima kwa kufufuka kwake Yesu Kristo katika wao. Tupate na urithi usioharibika usio na uchafu usionyauka uliotunzwa mbinguni kwa ajili yenu The world constantly threatens to crush you Mara nyingi ulimwengu anapetea tishio ya kukuangamiza The world would crush you under the burden of sickness Mara nyingi ile hali ya kuwa na ugonjwa uwe na kuletea mzigo mkubwa katika maisha yako The world would crush you under the burden of poverty na ile hali ya kuwa na umaskini uwe na kuletea dhiki katika maisha yako The world would crush you under the the stress of trying to keep up with family responsibilities Mawazo mengi ya kuweza kusimamia majukumu ya familia yako yaanza kukandamiza na kukuletea shida Paying school fees 
providing food for all of our children. Kwa mfano kulipa kare watoto wa shuleni, kuwapatia chakula, mavazi na mambo mengine. Or any other number of difficulties the world throws at us. Ama tukizingatia mambo mengi ambayo huleta shida katika maisha yetu. The world hurls insults at you. Mara nyingi ulimwengu haifurahii unapofanya jambo nzuri katika maisha yako. The world gives you physical pain. Wakati mwingi mwili wako inapitia hali ngumu na sikio unahisi uchungu kulingana na mateso ambayo unapata katika ulimwengu wetu huu. Even death. Mara nyingi yauelekea hata mautini. There are all sorts of things that would take away the joy that should be ours in Christ Jesus. Ukizingatia mambo ya ulimwengu kuna mambo mengi ambayo yanaweza ondoa ile hali ya kupata furaha kupitia kwa kazi ya Yesu Kristo katika maisha yako. But listen to these beautiful words of Christ. Lakini kuna maneno ambayo ni mazuri kulingana ya ambayo yamenenwa na Yesu Kristo. I have overcome the world. Yesu Kristo ananena akisema kwamba ameushinda ulimwengu. Some of you came this morning. Kati yetu kuna wale walikuja siku ya leo with tremendous burdens. Walikuja na mizigo mingi katika maisha yao. Perhaps you're sitting there this morning feeling that crushing weight of the world on you. Mahali ambapo umekaa we mwenyewe unahisi kwamba ulimwengu umekugeukia unakukandamiza hauna lolote la kusema. Loved ones. Wapendwa. Jesus has overcome the world. Kumbuka kwamba Yesu Kristo ameushinda ulimwengu. Will you believe upon him this morning? Je, unaweza muamini unaweza muamini Yesu Kristo katika maisha yako siku ya leo? The resurrection proves that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Na kwamba ile hali ya Yesu Kristo kufufuka kutoka kwa wafu inadhihirisha kwamba wazi kwamba Yesu ni Mesia. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Yesu Kristo ndio njia ndio kweli na uzima. No one comes to the Father but by him. Hakuna yote ambaye anamfikia Baba ila kupitia kwake yeye. And the believer has peace in Christ Jesus. Yule yote ambaye anamcha Mwenyezi Mungu anamwamini Mwenyezi Mungu anakuwa na amani kwa sababu ya Yesu Kristo. This is why the apostle Paul could say that we are more than conquerors. Ndio maana yule mtume Paulo aliweza kunena kwamba yeye ni zaidi ya mshindi through Christ kupitia kwa Yesu Kristo who loved us ambaye alitupenda sisi sote that is from Romans 8:37 inapatikana katika kitabu cha Warumi sura ya 8 mstari wa 37 we do not have the power to beat the world hakuna mmoja wetu hapa ambaye ana uwezo wa kuweza kushinda ulimwengu and there is no god who would fulfill the desires of your wicked hearts na mungu mwenye abadiliki hawezi kutimiza tamaa zako za kimwili to pray to such a god is a waste of your time and it is a judgment upon your head from the real true god wewe kama unamwomba jinsi vile ambavyo wanadamu wengi wanatarajia kwamba atatimiza mipango yao kwa sababu ya uchoyo wao unajua kwamba ni hukumu ambayo unaleta juu ya maisha yako we do not have the power to beat the world hauna uwezo wewe kuweza kushinda ulimwengu we are not victors sisi sio washindi we are not overcomers sisi sio watu ambao tunashinda wengine we are not in any measure of spirituality successful katika mambo ya kiroho hatuna ile hali ya kusema kwamba sisi ni washindi not in our own power hatuna uwezo sisi wenyewe but 
Christ overcame the world for us. Lakini kumbuka kwamba Yesu Kristu aliweza kushinda ulimwengu kwa sababu yetu sisi. For those whom God loves kwa wale ambao Mungu anapenda because we love Jesus kwa sababu tunampenda Yesu Kristo and because we believe he came forth from the father na kwa sababu tunaamini kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye alimpeleka kwetu in his resurrection katika ufufuko wake he has victory over this world anapata ushindi juu ya ulimwengu wetu he is our king yeye ndiye mfalme wetu and the victory of the king belongs to us also na ushindi wa mfalme ni wetu sisi usote we are his servants sisi ni watumishi wake we are in union with him sisi tuko na umoja na yeye even in the trials of this world hata wakati tunapitia mapito na majaribio na dhiki katika maisha yako even when things look really really dark hata wakati unaona kwamba hauna mbele wala nyuma jesus gives us peace mwenyezi mungu ama yesu kristo anakupatia amani and jesus in his death and in his resurrection katika ile hali ya Yesu Kristo akiwa mautini na ufufuo wake gives us that peace that we need more than any other anatupatia amani ambayo tunahitaji zaidi ya vitu vyote Romans chapter 5 verse 1 therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ basi tukiishi kuhesabiwa haki itokayo katika imani na muwe na amani kwa Mungu kwa njia ya Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo apart from saving belief in Jesus Christ all we are are enemies of God ile nafasi ya kuweza kumcha Mwenyezi Mungu kupitia kazi ya Yesu Kristo kama itendei katika maisha yako jua kwamba we ni we ni adui wa Mungu The wrath of God is coming for us. Ujua kwamba ghadhabu ya Mwenyezi Mungu iko juu yako. And there's nothing we can do about it apart from Christ. Na hakuna lolote ambalo unaweza fanya juu ya hilo jambo. It is only through faith in Jesus Christ alone that we are justified before God the Father. Ni kupitia kwa imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo ndio unaweza kuhesabiwa mwenye haki mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu. And it is according to the work and the resurrection of Jesus that we have peace with God na nikulingana na kazi ya Yesu Kristo ya kufa msalabani kwa niaba ya dhambi zetu ndio tunaweza pata amani ambayo inatokana na Yesu Kristo and that's the only peace with God we will ever have na hiyo ndiyo amani ambayo tutakuwa nayo peke yake kutoka kwa Yesu Kristo and that's the only peace with God we will ever need na hiyo ndiyo amani ambayo tutahitaji katika maisha yetu kutokana na Mwenyezi Mungu will you believe that this morning Je, unaweza kuamini yale ambayo yamenena siku ya leo? At this time ask everyone to stand. Kila mmoja aweze kusimama. And I want to celebrate that union that we have with Christ Jesus by faith. Na nataka kusherekea ile umoja ambao tuko nao na Yesu Kristo kupitia kwa imani. So at this time I want to ask all of you who are disciples of Jesus Christ. Na kwa hivyo tunaomba sasa wale watu ambao wanajua kwamba wanamcha Mwenyezi Mungu to partake in the Lord's Supper. Tuweze kushiriki katika meza ya Bwana. To celebrate the fact that in Jesus Christ we are united to him in his death and his burial and his resurrection kusherekea ile nafasi ya kujua kwamba kupitia kule Yesu Kristo kufa msalabani kufufuka kutoka kwa wafu tunakuwa na umoja na uzima wa milele to celebrate 
that Christ's body was broken for us. Ya kusherekea kwamba mwili wa Yesu Kristo ulivunjwa vunjwa na kuteswa kwa sababu yetu sisi. To celebrate that the blood of Christ was poured out for us. Kusherekea kwamba damu ya Yesu Kristo ilimwaga kwa ajili yetu sisi. To pay the penalty for our sins. Kulipa adhabu ya sisi kuwa tena dhambi. For all those who believe. Kwa wale wote ambao wanaamini. And so for those of you especially who are members here at Mercy Baptist Church uh, and for those of you who are members in good standing of any other biblical church na kwa wale wote ambao ni washirika katika kanisa ya neema na wale ambao wanaishi wanashiriki katika kanisa ambao wanafuata maadili ya Mwenyezi Mungu we want to encourage you to obey Christ in the partaking of the Lord's Supper na kuomba na nahimiza kwamba umtii Yesu Kristo katika kushiriki meza ya Bwana and it will be a blessing to your soul na itakuwa baraka kwa roho yako for those of you who are not yet members but would like to know more about becoming a member at Mercy Baptist Church we will be holding membership classes in the early part of January tutakuwa na madarasa ama mafundisho kuhusu vile unaweza kuwa mshirika katika kanisa hili letu kuanzia mwezi wa kwanza mwaka ujao to give an opportunity for you to know more about Mercy Baptist Church and to give uh, our leadership an opportunity to know more about the testimony of your faith ili tuweze kupatia kupatia nafasi ya kuweza kujua neno la Mwenyezi Mungu na kazi ambayo inatendeka katika kanisa letu hili na zaidi ya hao tupatie nafasi viongozi waweze kujua zaidi
said it was at that last Passover meal before Jesus went to suffer and die on the cross for the sins of those who believe. Uh, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he said, Do this in remembrance of me. At the end of the meal, Jesus took the cup and he said, This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you. Seated at 